You're listening to Source Daily. Join us Monday through Friday to stay up to date on what's happening in North Central Ohio. We'll be sharing a closer look at one of our top stories, along with other news, local history, memorials, answers to your questions, and more. Today, a conversation with Republican Jim Jordan, who is running against Democrat Tammy Wilson to represent Ohio's 4th District in the U.S. House of Representatives. The district includes both Richland and Ashland counties. And later, it was a victory more than a decade in the making. Lady Lex stunned top-seeded Ontario in the Division II District Championship match over the weekend. Before we continue, we'd like to thank our friends and sponsors at St. Peter's School. They're more than just a school. They're a family led by faith. Enrollment is happening now for the fall. Multiple scholarships are available. Head over to mansfieldstpeters.org to learn more, schedule a tour, and meet with their admissions team. Now our feature story. Republican Jim Jordan is running against Democrat Tammy Wilson to represent Ohio's 4th District in the U.S. House of Representatives. The incumbent candidate stopped by IdeaWorks for a conversation last week. The interview was conducted with Richland Source Managing Editor Larry Phillips and City Editor Carl Hummel. What issues do you think divide residents in the 4th Congressional District the most these days? This election's about four-plus freedom, four key issues, and then what, what the Biden administration and Democrats are doing to your, to your First Amendment, Second Amendment rights. But the issues are, um, and I always say it this way, we went from a secure border to no border. We went from safe streets to record crime. We went from $2 gas to 4 and $5 gas. And we went from uh, stable prices to a 41-year high inflation rate. And all that happened in 21 months. So that's what's on voters' minds. And then in addition to doing that to Americans and to our communities and our families, the Biden administration is literally going after your First Amendment rights. Uh, This is the the left, which controls that party, going after your First Amendment rights, your Second Amendment rights, due process rights. Um, And they've, in in effect, uh, well, they have not. They've weaponized the the, the government, particularly the Department of Justice, to come after their political opposition. That's what this election's about. Any answers that you think are being suggested by politicians or elected officials that are oversimplified or answers that sound really good, but, but they're really oversimplified, do you think? Well, all I know is what voters want. They, they want that situation I just described to change. And the, and the way you change it is you secure the border, you put back in place the policies that work. Remember day one, Joe Biden said, we're going to get rid of Romania in Mexico. We're no longer going to build the wall. We're not going to deport anyone. That's why we have the problem. 2.3 million, the number came out last week, uh, last Friday, 2.3 million of the ones we know illegal migrants who've entered our country. The migrants know that, you know, who wouldn't want to come to the greatest country ever? And they know when they get here that there's, they're not going to have to stay in Mexico. There's, there's no wall to climb over and they're not going to be deported. They're going to get to go wherever they want. So, that you have to you just got to go back to the policies that were working on that issue on on the spending uh or excuse me on the inflation it's i always say it this way janet yellen this is several months ago the, sec- the treasury secretary said this inflation kind of surprised us a little and snuck up on us a little and i'm like you spend like crazy you pay people not to work and you drive up the cost of energy and you're surprised we have inflation so you have to change those policies quit spending you know they spent like four trillion more the, uh, this it's, it's crazy amounts of money that has been spent and quit driving up the cost of energy. Again, something Joe Biden did on day one. Day one, he said, we're going to stop the pipeline. We're not going to we're not going to let drilling continue in Anwar and we're no longer going to give leases on federal land for for new exploration. When you do those things, you drive up the cost of energy. Policies aside, it just seems clear that 
Ohio voters, voters around the country, are just more divided than ever on just some fundamental cultural principles. So where does all of this distrust come from, and how do we fix that? Well, it's interesting because the, the left always says, oh, you, you conservatives are engaged in a, you know, a, a, a cultural fight. And it's like, we're not start, we didn't start the cultural uh, fight. You guys did. We actually think, as an example, we actually think boys should compete against boys, girls should compete against girls. We didn't say the opposite, but you guys did. And then when we say we're against that, you guys say, oh, you guys started a culture fight. Like, no, we didn't. You all did. So we're just standing up for those kind of common sense, fundamental principles and values that I think make America great. Um, the left can say what they want, but they've taken just extreme, crazy positions. That's the problem. You know, when, when Democrats uh, in this district, or let's just say Richland County, when they go to vote on November 8th, uh, some of them maybe haven't had an opportunity to vote or voted for or against you in the past. Mm-hmm. So what would you want Democrats in this county and even Ashland County to know about you? Well, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work hard to change those those four key problems and the attack I see on, on the Constitution. And I think if you talk to people who've had, who, who I've had the privilege of representing, um, they will tell you that I'll do what I said I was going to do. And I, I actually think, I say this all the time, but I say because I believe it. I think we make the job of a member of Congress or frankly any elected official, we make it way too complicated. What did you tell the voters you were going to do when you ran for the job? If they put you in office, if they give you the privilege of serving, go do what you said. And that's exactly what I'm what I plan to do. I've I've been very clear. I think the Democrats' positions on those four issues are wrong. We're gonna work to change it. And I think we should hold people accountable. Part of our constitutional duty, when we take the oath of office, January third, if I win, I take the oath of office, swear an oath to the Constitution. Part of our duty is to do oversight, to do the investigations that need to be done so that the country, the people, we the people, get the facts, get the truth on a host of problems that we see from our federal government. Our discussion with Jordan touched on a variety of issues, using some of the questions developed by author and reporter Amanda Ripley as a way of cutting through conflict with questions that complicate the narrative. Ripley's work is aimed at helping reporters and editors dig beneath people's positions and get to their motivations to cover conflict more thoughtfully to revive complexity in a time of false simplicity. For more, read the full interview by clicking the link in our show notes. Next, some local history. It's Halloween, and as Ohioans around the state stock up on candy and finalize their costumes, we're excited to explore a spookier history today. Ohio certainly has no shortage of reputedly haunted places. Amongst them is the Columbian House. Built in Waterville in 1828 as a trading post and stagecoach stop, the Columbian House has served many purposes over the years, from a jail to a school to a ballroom. The building's resident ghosts are presumed to be the spirits of those prisoners who died on the site, or visitors from when the house served as a tavern and way station for stagecoach travelers. In 1927, Henry Ford reportedly even held his Halloween party in the building, thanks to its reputation for being haunted. Before we continue, we'd like to thank our sponsors at Charles Mill Marina. Charles Mill Marina is a full-service marina in Mansfield. Give them a call today to see for yourself why Charles Mill Marina was named a 2021 Top 100 dealer by Boating Industry. Their over 200 years of combined experience and customer service mean that you get the best boating experience, period. Learn more by calling 419-368-5951. You can also visit them at charlesmillmarina.com. 
Next, it was a victory more than a decade in the making. Lexington's Jocelyn Patterson scored in the second overtime as third-seeded Lady Lex stunned top-seeded Ontario 2-1 in the Division II District Championship match Saturday at Lexington High School. The district title was the first for Lexington since 2010. Saturday's match was tied 1-1 at the end of 80 minutes of regulation and the first 15-minute sudden victory overtime period before Patterson and Arnholt teamed up on the most important goal in a dozen years early in the second overtime session. Now Lady Lex will go on to play Copley in the regional semifinals at 7pm on Tuesday at Fallis Field in Worcester. Copley, the top-ranked team in Division II in the most recent coaches' state poll, beat Parma-Padua 8-0 in the Illyria District Final. Finally, we'd like to take a moment to remember the life of Hazel Leora Brigner of Mansfield. Hazel was born in 1933 in Portsmouth, Ohio. She loved reading, especially her Bible. Hazel was a loving wife, mother, and grandmother, and enjoyed singing. Jesus Loves Me and You Are My Sunshine were her favorites to sing to her grandchildren. Hazel was an amazing self-taught cake decorator and won several national awards. Her skills brought her orders from Willie Nelson, Cher, and Bernadette Peters, to name a few. An entrepreneur, Hazel and her husband, Paul, owned and operated Brigner's Cake Supply, where she enjoyed teaching others the skill of cake decorating. She had a passion for chocolate and ice cream, perfect compliments for a cake decorator. Hazel is survived by her husband of nearly 70 years, Paul, her three daughters, son, seven grandchildren, eight great-grandchildren, sister, and many nieces and nephews. Thank you for taking a moment with us today to remember and celebrate her life. You can submit an obituary for free on Richland Source. To learn more, click the link in our show notes or visit richlandsource.com obituaries submit. Thanks for listening. Join us again tomorrow. Also, make sure to head over to richlandsource.com and click the Be a Member button to help support independent local journalism that informs and inspires. Every contribution goes to helping us make Richland County a better place and to help keep our journalism free. Also, if you like this podcast and want to hear more, make sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. 